0: Categorize yourself as a Gryffindor or a Slytherin.
1: Excuse me. <laughs> a Gryffindor or a Slytherin? Any, does, does that either of those I have no terms mean? With anything? <laughs> no clue what that is.
0: Harry Potter. You don't yeah. know Harry Potter? No. Did you never read Harry Potter? No. Watch the no, movies? I've not Nothing. seen a single movie. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh Dude, that was a thing back in early two thousands. I think it's still it's a huge. thing. I think it's so. Still a thing. The reason I bring it up because they're doing a TV series, HBO. They're wow. doing a reboot. Wow, it's like a—I don't remember how long it is, but yeah, they're doing a whole series reboot, trying to fill that Game of Thrones gap, huh? Yeah, trying to uh, trying to revitalize, jeez, make that money again. Yeah, I can't, I can't. um, Not into wizards? No. no. It was interesting at the time when it was when it was popular back then.
1: I wouldn't, you wouldn't like it now probably, but no, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I just see. Have you seen that video of the guy that contaminated the murder scene? No. Have you seen that? So it's it's this guy, and hes they're doing some, like, role-playing games, like at this park, right? And they stumble across, like, a murdered body. When was was this? uh, I don't know. It was on social media. I (laughs) saw some video. Like, it's like a news deal. And they're interviewing him, and he's like, you know, I'm a healer. So I tried to cast some spells on him to to bring him back to life. It, was this parody? Did, was this comedy?
0: No, this, this was serious. Was the guy serious? was the guy
1: was being serious. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll show I'll show you. And <laughs> and he's like, but you know, Roger came over and did you know something some spell and thought that he was gonna. I knew it wouldn't work. And apparently, we contaminated the murder scene because the spell that Roger did requires a lot of glitter. <laughs> he like, Full on contaminated <laughs> this like murder scene because he was like doing Jeez. a spell. Wow. So I just I, – I associate every single person that's ever watched Harry Potter with that dude. With that dude? Yeah, they're in the yeah, same category. LARPing and all that? Yeah, they're yeah. in the same category. Well, Harry Potter's back, if you didn't know. And I'm, I know the answer
0: to this, but I'm asking you, anyway. What about the Masters? Did you catch the Masters this you week? You know, uh,
1: I watched a little bit. Did you? A oh, little God, bit on Sunday. Yeah, just to, just to, literally briefly. Yeah, same. Um, it was uh, just – I saw um, the the catastrophic downfall. Yeah. Kepka. yeah, 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 um, but then I I didn't even see how it finished. Yeah, yeah, he ended
0: up losing I think by two or three yeah. strokes, something like okay. that. Um, okay. Yeah, it was an interesting tournament because the weather, so yeah. they had to play like thirty rounds on Sunday, <laughs> something like that. Goodness. So yeah, it was, it was wild. And I, I, and I don't I'm not usually into golf, but uh, the Masters is something that's like even if you're not a golf fan, yeah. like yesterday we were watching for a little bit, and Whitney was like that looks it looks fake. Yeah, like the that's how pristine yeah. everything is there and yeah. we knew we knew some people that went this year and they were saying you know like the t-box supposedly after every group goes they rip up the grass at the t-box and replace it like immediately for the next group to come in like that's how everything is just super what yeah and there's like tunnel underground tunnels that they like go through for like security and for maintenance and yeah, like it's a wild. Apparently, you got you yes. got to go. It's like it's like a once in a lifetime. Yeah, I keep, I keep hearing you that. You have to make it. You have to make that trip, whether you're golf fan or not. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh that was a good. And again, I don't watch golf ever other than yeah. that. But it was a good it was a good tournament. Didn't make me want to go play golf, but no, no, no yeah, It was, it was watch good cool watch yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and then and then the last thing going on the pop culture thing going on. Uh, there's a new show. It's number one on Netflix right now. It's called
1: Night Agent. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you heard of it? it. Uh, I haven't. I, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, I, haven't watched watched it? Wa- I haven't watched it yet.
0: Oh, you haven't watched it at all? No, no. no I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting. We started over the weekend. It's good. Is it? Yeah, it's good. Okay, It's worth. Yeah, it's it. It's and worth even Whitney is, has enjoyed it. So, okay. What, girls, wives, all right. Girlfriends might might be into it too. It could be okay. something you watch as a family. Well, not as a family, but as a yeah <laughs> husband yeah. and wife. So yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really it's it's nonstop. Like it's. Action from opening scene to okay. finish in every episode. So that's good to know. You
1: yeah. know, it's, I, what I love about Netflix is when they drop the whole season. I love yeah. that they just drop everything all at once. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's awesome. Cause we're, you know, season three of Ted Lasso's out right now. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and they're doing it one by one. Yeah. Like the old every school. Every week. And yeah. I'm
1: like, it kills me. Cause yeah. like, it's, it's so good and all I want to do. So it's like, yeah, I gotta wait till like next Wednesday. It, is it, is it losing
0: show. some of its uh, appeal though? No. You don't think so? No, I feel like I feel like each season's getting a little, yeah, less interesting. No, no, you're still into. Have, it. You, have you started season three yeah. yet? Okay. Yeah, you, and, you, and you think the same. Yeah, it's all right. Oh no, I think it's. I, don't think know. I it's guess great. the novelty's wearing off, maybe. Which sucks because shows back in the day used to go fifteen seasons. Right. Right. And now it's you, if get, you get if you get six. three if you get three yeah. or four like yeah. you're you're killing it. Yeah. Just because I don't know, I don't know what the the difference is. I no. guess our attention spans are so. It is. It is.
1: Yeah. Week. You want something new and different. Right, right. You can't you can't recreate the show every season. Right. That's why like Yellowstone is is a show that's like people could just continue watching that. Yeah. There's not really like if you think like the premise of every season is fairly similar. Someone right. screws the duttons and then they fight back. Right. It's kind of what it's every kind of every season is, right? right? But just different people. But I
0: heard uh Matthew McConaughey is McConaughey's doing a spin off of Yellowstone. Have you heard this? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I, I just saw. I didn't Taylor read the article, Sheridan. but just saw a highlight or a headline that he, apparently he's doing. Well, because Kevin Costner's, show.
1: you know, there is a bunch up in the air with him and future yeah. and what's going on. So with they're it.
0: winding down on Yellowstone, probably. Which I hope not. Yeah, when is the
1: next? This summer. The summer. Yeah, it really. Because it's like summer. they stopped the in the middle of the season. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was a mid-season deal. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Well,
0: speaking of the Masters, uh, our partners, Choctaw Casinos and Resort, they're doing a four million dollar greens giveaway playing off the theme of masters i see okay, so, yeah okay so go win yourself some money up at choctaw weather's turning here in, here in the north texas area pool season. Uh, starting to be full season here pretty soon but it's always a good time no always. matter what it doesn't matter
1: like right now is the perfect time yeah like, get spring there, concerts and grab some good food go see a concert yeah yep. you got a bunch of a bunch of good good acts artists coming up there here yep. soon and um. Yeah, I mean, the hotel, who is was I was talking to somebody just recently. I think Dude Perfect did like a hotel stereotypes video and recorded a bunch of it at Choctaw. Oh, they did it at Choctaw? Yeah. Have they released it? Yet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. out. Yeah. yeah I yeah. need to check it so out. So it's, uh man, it's it's the the whole new wing. It's, it's We can't say enough great things about yeah. it, how nice it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Good
0: and when you're not at Choctaw, make sure you're sleeping on a uh, yeah. sleep number 360 smart bed, which yeah, is coming in clutch for your boy right now. Yeah. The few hours of sleep I do get a night have been. Uh, really quality yeah. thankfully thanks That's to good. my sleep number bed and again you know my wife can sit there and, and do her thing sitting up while I'm sitting there laying down and mm-hmm. uh, it's just the best it's a completely different experience than the other two right uh, baby you know up on night uh, stages so anyway yeah. go to sleep number well, I'll say or, this
1: so I've I felt like absolute garbage on Friday Saturday like I powered through work on Friday um but like down for the count on Saturday like was out really. And I uh, fever and all that, just like body aches, headache, the uh, head? yeah, probably, yeah. So sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, you know, I just felt felt like garbage. But Friday night, sleep like the ability just to move up, right? Because I couldn't breathe, mm-hmm. and then like, but also, like, I couldn't lay flat because I couldn't breathe, so I had to like elevate. But man, honestly, and and I also wear a whoop strap, so I'm like double checking, yeah my my recovery scores with what sleep number provides through the app um and it's funny because like i actually like the night when i started feeling bad sleep was terrible i was Mm -hmm. just i was just sick obviously um and then the two nights got better and better and immediately could see the results yeah that day right Right. like once i saw it i was like okay i actually feel that too Mm -hmm. (laughs) so the accuracy with the bed and, and what it does but also getting me in position where I need to to be comfortable just because I had such body aches to have like a zero g position yep where your legs are raised and your back is raised so like took all the pressure off my back then I I was just hurting and man it was it was a game changer that's awesome yeah let's go check them out
0: uh on to today's topic we're gonna do a two-for-one special today two topics in one what is what that means (laughs) Two topics, one show. <laughs> Two topics, one show. Oh, gosh. So uh, I don't know if we've verbalized this before, but uh, it, it's for sure been a thought. Um, when I think about this podcast, I think about my boys, and I think about what are lessons I would want to teach them. Mm. Not only do I want them to learn more about their dad, if they were to you know, stumble upon this one day yep. and listen to it, but also just life lessons and discussions and listening and hearing you know, people's stories and, oh. and conversations, different topics. So that's what I think about whenever I think about this this podcast. And two things that come to mind, uh, especially lately, it's, it's almost like you tell your kids, whatever society and culture tells you to do, do the opposite, and you'll be on the right track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically, if you yeah. want to boil down advice to your kids, it's basically yeah. do the opposite of what society tells you. Yeah. And two of those things, I think one, uh, which we'll talk about first, my parents did an awesome job with this, with this skill, this uh, principle, if you will. Uh, the second one, I'm 35 now, I'm still <laughs> struggling with. I'm still yeah. learning. And I don't remember it being talked about a lot. But the first one's humility yeah, and just the importance of humility. And it's something I see lacking quite a bit, you know, whether it's on you know, social media or politicians or leaders of any type. Uh, out there yeah humility is something that I feel like is a skill is a uh, attribute that is slowly fading yeah. from importance yeah and I think it's I such a valuable slowly. well quickly it's on a, it's on a yeah.
1: very fast yeah. decline
0: right right and, and it's something that I Man, I just think about like if you listen to a politician speak and everything's I I I I, I did this I did that Look, yeah. look how great I am. Oh. And, or, uh, you know, on the opposite side of that, if something goes wrong, you know, it's somebody else's fault. There's no accountability. Or we know the, all the answers. We have everything figured out. Yeah. Listen to us because we're the experts. There's yeah. no humility yeah. in the message. Yeah. And and that's just one example. I mean, you can talk about leaders. And, oh, yeah. And, and then just, just the whole theme of social media is look at me. Yep. Look what I'm doing. Look how great my life is. Yeah. And it's creating, and again, there's no secret, but it's creating this false sense of, well, look what they have that I don't. Yeah. And again, I think it boils down to humility and the importance of humility. Yeah. And so I'm just curious from you, what your take is, especially lately. Yeah. With that concept yeah. and how you're talking to your kids about humility and maybe what your parents taught you yeah. about humility. Well, and that's important. Well,
1: I mean, we're in the middle of this with my kids. Yeah. Um, and, and, really specifically my nine-year-old uh, because his his idols like from a you know professional athlete you know celebrity standpoint his idols um, that he mimics don't replicate that. Oh, what do we got going Sorry about that. Do we going? <laughs> Pull out my notes. I was like, it um, must be that interesting. He's pulling up Instagram. <laughs> We're scrolling through his reels. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, the, uh, the examples that they have of people that they look up to, uh, and, I, and I don't think they're bad people. I mean, we've we've actually, like Justin Jefferson's a guy. Like, mm-hmm. we really like him. We've inter- gotten to interview him a couple times at the Super Bowl, and, like, he's a great, yep. great, And I say kid, but like he, he is, a kid. he's a kid, <laughs> 22, 23, right? yeah. So, but it really is, is, and, and the branding is all about the individual, mm-hmm. and it's obviously exponentially gotten worse with social media because now your name is your brand, is your company, yeah. And but I mean, it started, it started before that. I mean, think Dion was probably one of the first, yeah. Very much, maybe Joe Namath. You could kind of like that, like, hey, I'm gonna be outrageously confident and and people will mistake that for arrogance right um and so what's problem is i think if you know dion dion at his core is pretty humble like at his core right he's he's very centered on his faith he's very centered on who he is but he knows that he's the best at certain things right right so people take that and then they've kind of shifted it and twisted it to now I'm going to talk about me I'm going to talk about what I do and everything is about me and we've lost this idea of team and it goes back to country right we're no longer a team we're millions of individuals that are our own separate entity competing entity right and we and we act like there's not enough out there to go around so I've just got to do me yeah and so uh, with my kids it's it's tough because like my 9 year old Playing flag football, and anytime him or anybody on his team score or make a catch, there's some sort of dance or celebration that is to look at me. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I've almost got it out of them. I mean, they run anytime a kid like dances, celebrates, draws attention to himself during a game or practice. It, Go ahead, take your run because. It's not about the team. It's not about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not, that's not what it's about. And that's not what is going to take you to where you want to go. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go as a team. Mm -hmm. And, and that whole, that whole mindset has been, been totally just forgotten. And it's so funny. An example yesterday, my 11 year old daughter, she's a monster. She is an absolute beast. Like, she beats all the kids in her class in arm wrestling. Literally, there's not a kid. Boy, it doesn't matter. Beats everybody. She is. She's just a beast. And so it was. It was my two boys versus her in a football game yesterday, and I was the all-time quarterback. And bro, it was straight like Jerome Bettis, like the bus running <laughs> through those guys. <laughs>
0: Are they playing tackle? Tackle. Oh, they had to play tackle, of course, right? And I'm like, are
1: you sure? Are you sure you want to? And so, like, Rocco catches a pass, and she comes and just puts her shoulder right in his ribs and, like, drops him down, and he starts crying. And the next play, like, Luca goes up to catch a pass, and, like, like, honestly, like, teach tape. She, like, punches the ball out, but then, like, pushes him and, like, dives on him, and, like, and he's crying Mm. the next play. And I'm like, boys... And then he catches a pass, and then he and then he does, like, he's crying, and then he gets back up, finally get him to stop crying, and then I throw him a pass, and he was wide open, and he catches it, and he throws up, like, peace sign as he's running backwards through the end zone. And I was like, hey, is that is that good sportsmanship? Like, are you, are you drawing attention to yourself? Did you do anything that was that great? Yeah. And the next play, dude, just handed it off to her, and she just, like I said, just straight truck stick, both of them. I said, look, Luca, like if you're going to call attention to yourself, people are going to watch you. Mm -hmm. So you better make sure that you're perfect all the time if you're going to call attention because that's not, that's not the right way to play. That's not the right way to live life because again, you're not going to accomplish because why would I want to team with you, whether it's in sports, business, socially, if everything is about you and I know you don't care about the team, all you care about is yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, man. It's just it's the, the aspect of humility, putting others before myself, um, keeping my ego in check. That that art is just lost. Yeah. What is it about a person who doesn't display
0: humility that it's so off putting? Like what, what? Can you pinpoint exactly what? the – it's more just a feeling. It's just not, they're not fun to be around. Yeah. But what is that about that? Why is the why is humility? just naturally
1: feel like why are you attracted to humble people do you think yeah because i i think you can trust humble people i think that's what we we want to connect with people and in order to connect you have to trust somebody and if i think that you are out for yourself like do i really think that you're going to defend me when it really matters like yeah. that you're going to have my back like if it's you getting in trouble if you did something or if, or you're going to point the finger at me mm-hmm. and it, it's just I, I think i think humble people we tend to just trust more because they're going to be honest yeah like they're going to take ownership of of things that they are in control of we had this conversation with my son uh saturday he went and peeked in on some of the like little easter basket stuff that my wife was putting together and i told my other son and was like oh she got us crocs which by the way that's a whole nother it's a whole nother argument that i had to have with my yeah. wife the fact that she bought <laughs> crocs <laughs> um but anyways and so then the 6 year old obviously isn't going to keep that a secret. Right. And and so found out that he went in there and he was like, "No, I didn't, I didn't go in there." I was like, "We know you did. Like you mm-hmm. can't lie about it." So then like I go and talk to him and he's like he promised that he wouldn't tell anybody. Like it was his fault. Like it was Rocco's fault. My younger the 6 year old, like it was his fault that he told everybody that was supposed to be a secret. I was like, that has nothing to do with you. Like you have to take ownership. You are the one that went in there when you knew you weren't supposed to. You were the one that lied about going in there. And all you can do is control what you can control. And you controlled the part that got you in trouble right now. Mm -hmm. It's not like, and then making it worse by like trying to lie your way out of it. I was like, you have to. And we got into the Jocko extreme ownership example. And like, nobody's gonna trust you if you're going to put the blame on everybody else mm-hmm. ever, yeah, nobody's going to want to be around you. And so we almost had not this same conversation, but very similar. Like as you get older, it's going to be really hard to have friends when you're going to put, when you're putting the blame on everybody yeah. else.
0: Yeah. You talk about trust. And, and again, I think of the last few years and when everybody had all the answers and this was the set line that this is, this is the path we're following. There was no humility in reevaluation. There was no humility in, admitting fault or admitting wrong, and, hey, we screwed this up here. We should have done this. Imagine if a leader comes out and says that. They think it makes you weak when you speak like that, Uh -uh. but 98% of us are going to perceive that as strength, and we want to follow somebody like that. We don't want to follow the person that no matter what, they're sticking to their guns, they're never going to change their mind. And so I think about that about my kids. As you grow up, as you go through school, as you go through sports, as you go through work one day Mm -hmm. you're not going to attract people if you're constantly having all the answers and never changing your mind or never having the ability or the openness or the humility to change your mind right and nobody's going to trust you because of that and so that's what I think about again the last few years and especially with social media and that's why I think humility is so attractive because it's just you can like you said you can trust that person yeah yes do you want to have experts of course you want to have experts Uh in, in any given field but i want an expert that is okay that leaves that 10% room yeah. for i could be wrong about this yeah and if you if you present to me a compelling argument as to why i am wrong mm. i'm open and willing to listen to that yeah. to me that's a much healthier direction to go towards as opposed to my side believes this and we're, we're always going to believe this yeah. no matter what you say yeah and so and guess I think, what
1: the track record of you always you being right yeah. is zero 0% chance because Something is going to change. Some something is going to pivot. Something is going to be different. Mm-hmm. So when you are like that, concrete, like my way is the right way, you will eventually always be wrong. Yeah,
0: yeah. It also gives you empathy when you hum- yeah. humble people who are empathetic. Typically, yeah. yeah. Right. They they try to put themselves. They humble themselves yeah. and try to find themselves in the situation of those yeah. around them. Yeah. And and again, that's also another attractive quality yeah. is if you understand what I'm where I'm at. And you're humble enough to try to meet me where I am, as yeah. they say. And, and to your
1: point, I think humble people that are empathetic, they listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of of like dominating conversations. I do that. I do it a lot, and it's something that like I'm aware of that I try to continue to like work on and get better at. But I, I do think of people that you're around that like just dominate conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's because whether they're not humble or they're insecure, one of the two is who wants to have a one-sided conversation where someone's just talking at you. right? And the way that to your point about empathy is like the only way you can have empathy is if you actually listen to that person yeah, and you're actually hearing them out and you don't have to dominate the conversation right? and tell everybody how to fix it. I mean, think about how many husbands out there, is when your wife is telling you about something that she's struggling with, or something she's hurt over, or um, you know something she's disappointed in, and how many of us like have an answer right away, mm-hmm. and just like here's how you fix it, it's logical, fix it. Well, again, being able just to, from a humble position, say, I can't fix that for you, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to hear you. Yeah. What do you say to people that think that humility is weakness? I think it's how much? How much harder is it to admit you're wrong than to try to keep fooling everybody that you're right? Yeah, it's way harder. Yeah, but maybe in the context of, and again, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm
0: just playing devil's yeah. advocate here. Yeah. In the context of trying to stand out, say you're trying to build up your career and you're trying yeah. to trying to work your way, you had to do this yeah. right in your NFL career. Uh-huh. Now, football is a little dip, sports a little bit different because if you're good, yeah, even if you're humble, the best rise to the top for sure. However, when you're thinking about standing out, uh-huh. usually uniqueness stands out. Yeah. And one way to be unique is to be a loud personality yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Not, and not humble because the humble person falls back to the crowd. Yeah. So what do you say to somebody that says, well, I want to be unique. I want to stand out. I want to I make a name for myself. I've, I've got to separate myself from everybody else. Uh-huh. Where does humility play in that, do you think? Well, to your point,
1: I think if you're humble, you separate yourself from the crowd now. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I, I get that. And I, I think when you talk about athletics, it's a little bit different. I, th- I think of like a humble professional athlete is the one that admits to coaches. Like I don't have it all together. Um, I don't know it. So can you work with me? Can you spend some more time with me? Can I get, let's use that example. You're, you're an undrafted free agent.
0: Yeah. You're coming in trying to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Would that put you on a lower level in a coach's mind? If you went humbly to him and said, I don't know everything. I'm trying to figure this. out. Can you help me get better, or do you have to present yourself as somebody that no, I've, I know everything. I've yeah. I've got this all figured out. Play me because I'm the best person out here yeah. for the job. Yeah, but how if did you, you balance that? But if a, you
1: don't know it and yeah. you can't do that and you can't right. show it on tape, then you're going to get exposed. And you're going to get cut. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, as opposed to having the approach that we're describing and going to him and saying, hey, do you mind spending an extra 15 minutes with me? Show me what tape to watch. You don't need to spend in, you know much time. Show me what to watch, how to look at it, so that then I can go spend my time working on it and getting yeah. better. Now, as a coach, are you going to be more inclined for the dude that just like acts like he's a baller and blows you know, a Tampa 2 coverage or you know cover 4 or can't cover anybody man-to-man because he hasn't studied his guy but acts like he's a big baller right. and he's loud personality out there. Or the dude that's just putting in work admits that, hey, I need a lot of work and I need to keep going and I need to keep going. Are you going to root for that guy to succeed or the loud, obnoxious mm-hmm. guy that's not putting in the work? Yeah. As a coach, even if that guy's got more talent, who can I trust on the field? It's right. back to trust. Yeah. Right? Do I trust the guy that is going to blame his teammates, is going to blame coaches, is going to blame somebody else because of his screw-up, or am I going to trust the guy that's going to take accountability for you know not getting into the right check on defense or not changing the protection on yeah. offense, whatever it is? yeah, I, That's the guy that I want to ride with, and that's the only reason I lasted in the NFL mm-hmm. because I did those things, And then i played positions and backups and did scout team and did all the things that i not everybody does because i needed to show that i was willing to work and there was more value than just me playing fullback 20 plays a game yeah
0: yeah take that example and apply it to business and and again i'm thinking about young people here trying to stand out in their company humility drives you to work harder (sighs) bro if you don't think that you have the ability to to take care of the job yeah you're more than likely going to start doing the extra things yeah. it takes yeah. to do the job yeah. as opposed to the person. I think of imposter syndrome when I think of that, right? You think there's, I'm not, I'm not good enough to do this. So that humility drives you yeah. to extra work. Yeah. Whereas the person who thinks they've got it all figured out, yeah. they have all the answers. I'm some big shot from Harvard coming yeah. in here with a 4.0 GPA. Yeah. I've got all the answers. I don't need to work. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll take the humble guy who, you know, maybe didn't go to Harvard. Yeah. But has fire in his belly, yeah, and is willing to put in the extra time, yeah, to get to where he needs to yeah. go. Is willing that to humility do that. is going to drive
1: him a lot further, hundred percent, and willing to do the things that he doesn't have to do based on his position. So, like, let's just say, like, you're a senior associate, right? And you're past like the the point where you're just doing all the the busy paperwork yeah. for everybody. Like, you're actually out doing certain things. But then you're that's also the guy that's willing to go like clean the coffee maker mm-hmm. and willing to move paper packages off of the the pallet and bring it up is willing to do go and actually like do a tour like or put together in our business like yeah. a survey or something like that like something that hey I ha- we have people that can do it but I'm still going to do it because I realize that I'm not too good to do anything around yeah. here
0: yeah, I think I've shared this example, but I think about my first job out of college when I'm, <laughs> I have a college degree, I'm a graduate, and I'm sitting there literally cleaning toilets. Yeah. Now I didn't humble myself. I did the job, so I yeah. guess I did. And it was, yeah. But the job humbled me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so in that moment, you know, I had to be humbled. Yeah. Whether by choice or not. Yeah. And do the work that was necessary. As part of that team, yeah. that was my role on the team, whether I liked it or not. That was my role. So humility had to come in because, again, mm-hmm. in my in my mind, I'm thinking I'm a graduate. I, uh, you know, I should be here, and I'm just cleaning toilets yeah. for a living. Yeah. And that was just a that was just not a fun place to be. So yeah. that drove me to do better, yeah. to provide more value. So I didn't have to be in that role anymore. Yeah. But I think at first, you're probably going to find yourself in a position. Yeah. Where you are doing the crap work. I remember when I first started in real estate, you know, I'm, I'm, I am the one having to go out and do the grunt work yeah. because I'm the youngest man on the totem pole. Yeah. And I had to have humility in that moment to think, all right, I'm starting here, but I'm not going to be here forever. That's right. And that's where humility, I think plays a big, important factor is not being above anything, especially yeah. when you're young, yeah. especially when you don't know much, you yeah. might think, you know, a lot. But you don't know as much as the guy that's been here, to no. how can you? Absolutely not. So humbling yourself, being a part of the team, I think is, is the best approach for somebody yeah. new coming into an organization. Yeah, I
1: think of the opportunities you miss by not being humble. Mm-hmm. Like the, the conversations that are had within a posture of humility are very different than a posture of arrogance. And I just and I'm making this example up as we go. So be kind on me on how I like deliver this. Like when you're on top of the ocean, right. When you're, when you're up high and you're on like a a boat or whatever, and you're looking at the water, how much can you see underneath the water? Not much. No. I mean, unless you're in like Bora Bora or something (laughs) like that. Right. But if you're down in the water, you know, at the, in the coral reef and you're looking up, how much can you see? I can see everything above you. Yeah. Right. So I just think of when you are down and in it, the opportunities to serve, to connect, to do things that you have from that position as opposed to up looking down, right? You can just see so much more. Mm-hmm. And I just I think that people downplay or don't fully understand that like, listen, like if I'm if I'm the if you're a boss out there, if I'm the boss that's like down there rubbing elbows with like the the lowly employees then like think about how much you can learn about your company, the opportunity to make it better because you're actually down and you get to know and think about the relationships that that creates. If you're a boss that's like willing to like clean up the break room as opposed to like having an, uh, an admin or someone go do that. Like I just think of how many opportunities are missed because of arrogance. Yeah. And I, again, humility uh, brings those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming
0: into some economic times that may be pretty rough Coming up, we're seeing it with a lot of our the companies yeah. that we work with. And I think as a young person, if you're wanting to go in and make an impression, you think the way to go make an impression is to be sure. loud, bombastic, I know everything. Yeah. The way to go in and make an impression is be humble. Be yeah. willing to do any job that it takes. Yeah. Provide value at the lowest level. Solve problems. Yeah. You know, alleviate pain. That's how you can go in and make an impact. You don't have to go in there knowing all the answers. And yeah. so that's what I think about, especially early on in our career, yeah. the things that it took. And I just hope young people aren't losing that sense of what does it take to get to where I need to go? Yeah. It takes humility and it takes time, which yeah. actually leads to the second thing I wanted to talk about. Um, and again, this is something I struggled with. Humility was always something that my parents just great. Same. Same. I mean, they, they, Same. they beat that in my head, yeah. it, it, you know, servant heart. That was, that was never an issue for me. Humility was never an issue for me, but this one is, it was never really taught to me. And it's still hard at 35 is com- oh. the, the, the idea of compounding interest. And the reason I, I was listening to a podcast, uh, over the weekend, they were talking about for the financial sense, right? You, yeah. you invest a little bit early on and, yeah. and what that does over time. Yeah. But I was thinking about this in, in my career and even in fitness, if you want to take fit, really anything relationships, yeah. the, the concept of compounded interest, which is investing a little bit today, it doesn't take me, you know, 10 steps ahead. But it takes me one step ahead today and just the effect that that has over time as I go. Think about physical fitness. Oh. This workout I did today is not going to make me in the best shape of my life. Oh. But this workout I did today compounded with tomorrow's compounded with next week's compound. Over time, I look up and, and I'm ahead of the person oh. who didn't put that time in today. That's right. Think about the same thing in business. We want the promotion today. We want the big, you know, salary today. Yeah. We don't want to go walk and knock on doors and cold call people yep. because there's no, it's unsuccessful. It doesn't feel like we're doing anything, yeah. but it's those I'm seeing benefits today, five years in the business from things that I did year one. Yeah. And I didn't have that mentality year one, oh. but year one, I thought I've got to get it all now. I've got to go. I've got to go. I need, I need to you know support my family, but it's now the mentality is, all right, doors that I'm knocking on today, I'm, I'm accepting the fact that. That I'm not going to see any return on this for another two to three years, more than likely. Yep. And I think again, as a young person, you struggle with that, and I struggle with that. I still struggle with that yep. of delayed gratification. Yep. And the things that I'm doing today may not give me a immediate feedback, but I promise you, they're going to. I'm going to see the benefit two, yep. three, four years from now when things compound. That's right. Another another hot topic right now is four day work weeks. Right, the people that want to only work four days. Oh. So think about if Tyler works four days, but I decide to go old school and work my five or six days, I'm getting two extra days per week yeah. for you. Think about the difference that can make over the course of a
1: few months. It's 100 extra days, almost 100 extra days a year. A year. Think about the difference
0: that's going to make 10 years from it's now. It's a third of a year. Where am I going to be 10 years from now if I work five or six days a week and you work four days a week, mm-hmm. Right. And so I, again, it's this—it's this concept that I think that it's hard to grasp as a young person. Yeah, it is. Because I want everything now. I want yeah. the blessing is I want everything to be bestowed upon me today. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to wait for it.
1: That's right. It's so true. We went through an exercise in high school, and you may have done this too in our economics class, and we did like a uh, like a practice scenario of like a Roth IRA. If you put in if you put in a hundred dollars a month, yes. starting at seventeen or mm-hmm. whatever that day was, and you project it out. At you know your your standard interest rate, whatever the return is, like three percent or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, if you were to put a hundred hundred dollars a month, how long would it take you to get to a million dollars? And it was like thirty six. I would have a million dollars had I done that at thirty six. At thirty six, yeah. and I'd have had like two point four million or something like that at like forty five. Yeah, like it, uh, that exponential compounding interest. A month, yeah. Um, and it's one of those, and and I struggle with it too. Like there's certain things that I just want right now. I just want to do it right now. Like I don't want to, I don't want to have to go through that. Um, but, but the value is yes. In the investment, whether small, large, whatever, like whatever that is, but the value is the experience, Mm -hmm. the experience you gain by just being consistently and literally and metaphorically just putting it in the bank, putting it in the bank, putting it in the bank. Yeah, getting told no when you're cold calling. Going to walk-in buildings like what we do and getting told no all the time. Practicing on whatever your craft is, whether it's piano or you know another instrument, whether it's practicing your speaking skills and refining that craft or studying, whatever it is, right? Whatever it may be, just in the bank, in the bank, in the bank. Just let it build up. Because again, the experience that you get on... Day 62 may pay dividends, like you said, on day 1425. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. It's a collection. Your your experiences, they compound in knowledge mm-hmm. because you've gone through it and you know how to handle things differently. Maybe the same as close to the same situation on day 42 as it is day 165, but because of the experience you had in between, Now, how you handle it on 165 is very different than you handled it on 42. Yeah. So it's, again, the experience of it, and there's so much value, so much value in just starting and committing to it. Because, like me, at 17, did not throw $100 a month into a Roth IRA. And now I'm like, that would have been really nice to have right now. (laughs) Yeah. I could have transferred it over to a real estate yeah. investment and done something
0: with it. Yeah, I mean, think about all the young kids that are quitting their jobs right now. We just went over this a couple of weeks ago. <sighs> and there's all obviously there's different reasons and yeah. things like that, but I think the behind-the-scenes difference or, or reason is because results aren't happening as quick as I want them. Right. I want my promotion now. I want yeah. my benefits now. Yeah, And if you're willing to forego short-term reward, it's going to pay off
1: long term. Think about like this big jump over to like social media revenue, your branding and all that stuff. And like some people have made a lot of money really fast. Yeah. But from a sustainability standpoint, I mean, look at, I mean, the U.S. government is talking about making TikTok illegal. Yeah. What happens when that goes away? How much revenue do you think that that takes away from people? Right. Okay. So what are you gonna do now? What skill, like truly, true skill, do you have that can transition to something else, mm. other than making like clever videos? Yeah. What are you? What are you gonna do? You're not investing into your future. And again, investing in your future takes time, takes commitment, and it takes consistency. Well, that's why the lottery is so popular. Yeah, everybody wants that big, yeah. that big bang.
0: All right. Yeah. But if you can grasp the concept of compounding interest, like I wish I would have at 17, yeah. that I struggled with my whole life, I still have a hard time with it, Yeah. but it's decisions you make today, you may not see a payoff for another five years, but yeah. you're going to be glad in five years when you do. Yeah. And if you keep hopping from job to job because it's not satisfying your needs yeah. today, you're never going to get anywhere. You're, you're going to continue taking steps back while you're thinking you're taking steps forward. Yeah. So sticking with something and the yeah. value of sticking with something. Yeah. if for nothing else, looking up in 10 years and being exactly where you dreamed you would want to be.. Yeah. But again, it's hard, short term, because of that pain of yeah. well, nothing's happening for me today. This isn't paying off. Why am I even doing this? Yeah. Not seeing that. And so Tommy Habits, that, that book we went through last year talks about short-term reward. If you need, if, if that's a hard concept for you to grab, at least you know, one thing you can do is make short-term rewards. Yeah. Little, little step-by-step rewards yeah. that keep you going enough because yeah. that dopamine, that hit of, I need to see success yeah. to keep me interested. You're going to have to play games with yourself yeah. to keep yourself interested long-term. Yeah. And so anyway, that that's a concept that if and you can grasp that at a young age, it, you you're miles ahead of everybody You know else. what's
1: funny? Yeah. Especially like if you're, if you're like high school right now, like grab onto this. Yeah. And it may not seem super sexy and exciting, but I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. the second you see your returns go from, you know, a 3% return, and now you're looking at it and you're like, oh, wait. Like, it's not 3% on $100. Now it's 3% on Mm $1,000. Okay, so – and then now it's 3% on $100,000. That $3,000 daily increment versus three cents – Is a whole lot more attractive. It does get exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Like you have, it's not. You got to wait a little bit for it. Yeah, Yeah. you've just and you just got. You just got to. Yeah, you've got to put the work in in between. Yeah, but like, it. There's nothing more fun than seeing the experience, the hard work start to pay off. Like Mm -hmm. you and I in our careers, we started in the same about the same time in real estate, and like now, same deals. Like relationships and things that I did, favors that I did for people five years ago, six years ago. Are starting to accumulate and pay off now. Yeah, and it's been it's fun. It's mm-hmm. fun
0: to see that. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's what I think about when I think about my kids. Is is hopefully that's a concept that I can drill and you know yeah. I can get them to realize and recognize.
1: Funny, you talked about fitness and I, it's like literally, it's like we talked before the show, which we never do. He <laughs> surprises me on air, so if I sound unprepared, it's because I am. <laughs> um, is Gia really right, is really into CrossFit? like really wants to do it really, really bad. And today was front squats. And she all she talks about is like, oh, yeah, I can squat more than mom. And I can, it's like, hold on, hold on. You're 11, (laughs) okay? So slow down. Yes, you are strong. You are very, very strong. But but imagine how strong you could be if you learn how to do it right, Mm. right now. Mm -hmm. And you take a year or two. I said, Gia, I started lifting my freshman year in high school and it took me till my third or fourth year in college with very intense coaching every single day before I was like, okay, I think I kind of, I'm starting to kind of get it. And then I realized I had no idea what I was doing because I was doing it all wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. Imagine as a sophomore, you thought, this isn't
1: for me. Yeah. It's not, it's not going fast enough. I'm not doing what I want to do. No. This isn't for me. I'm going to go do something yeah. else. And, but talk about compounding interest, I was like, Gia, like if you learn how to use a correct form on your back squat, on your deadlift, like if you're, if you're learning how to do it correctly, one is compounding interest is if you could show up every day, Yeah. how much further ahead you're going to be than everybody else. Absolutely. And then two is you're activating, you're using the right muscle groups to do the lift to maximize your strength. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do heavy weight right now to get really good at it. Yeah. By the time you're sophomore, junior, senior in high school, you'll be, you'll be a monster. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, But like,
1: don't try to get the instant gratification by like lifting really heavy right now, hurting yourself, doing it wrong, getting your body out of balance, like do it right. Mm-hmm. And we had this like long conversation this morning after her class, she was all bummed because his <laughs> mom wouldn't let her go heavy today. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's the cliche. You can't microwave it. Yeah. It's gotta be a low, yes. slow cooker. Yes. It's gotta be a smoker effect. Yes. You cannot microwave this thing. No. There's just certain things that take time and that sucks. Yeah. Sometimes. And yeah. It, and it... But if you can grasp, if you have the wisdom to grasp all the value that comes from yeah. the slow burn, yeah. and all the skills that you learn over time, yeah. it's so much more valuable oh, than getting it over, yes. you know, handed to you overnight. Yeah. Now, again, would it be great to be handed half a million dollars, you know, just for nothing? Yeah, yeah that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But what skills, what what abilities are you creating what in that process to building? get there? Right, right. Exactly. Like, hey,
1: if I'm going to go try to do 150 pull ups straight right now, my hands are going to be tore mm-hmm. up. But if I train and I'm doing 20 and then I'm doing 30 the next day and then I'm doing 40 the next day and then I'm doing 50 the next day, right, I will build the calluses to protect myself from pain in the future. Yeah, that's right. Same thing with business. That's right. So anyway, those are two concepts that I've just been like it.
0: been bouncing around in my head that, like it. that I will absolutely do everything I can to get that into my kids' head, heads. Good luck. Good luck. Boys' heads. Yeah, Good it's going to be hard. But yeah. um, anyway, so... Uh, anything else? Any closing thoughts, ideas, perspective, wisdom?
1: No, there's very little wisdom coming from me. <laughs> but no, that was good, man. Yeah. Those are good yeah. topics. Good deal.
0: Uh, I think next week we're gonna go over. Um, I just got done reading a really good book called Think Again. I Like books, um, I like words, which plays along with the humility aspect. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a big theme in that. Uh, by Adam Grant's book, basically just getting yourself to be humble enough to rethink. All your perceptions, all your thoughts. Yeah. So really good, but really interesting. So we'll go through. that be good. Uh, that starting next week. Good conversation. Uh, looking forward to that. So, uh, any that uh, that's it, man. All right, let's all right. roll. Y'all Appreciate have a great you guys. Week. Yeah, y'all have a great rest of your week. Great weekend, and we will see you next week.